a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me, and I am excited for you to meet them. Uh, Now, for those that have been following MANA uh, for a while now, and by the way, thank you for that, uh, you know that despite our whole mission here uh, to feature ordinary men of faith uh, among our midst, uh, you know, every once in a while, a shot gets past the goalie and, and we get a chance to face off with someone who actually has had uh, and has led a rather extraordinary life in one way or another. Uh, and yet he preserves the humility and, you know, the kind of normal guy vibe that allows for a really broad range of connectivity and influence, uh, uh, you know, with the rest of us. Uh, and that is just the case with today's guest. Uh, from a very early age, uh, starting on outdoor ice ponds in Chile, Minnesota, our guest demonstrated and rose quickly to the ranks of championship level hockey at the high school, uh, Minnesota Mr. Hockey, uh, college, Hobie Baker Award, and professional, three Stanley Cup playoff games, uh, levels, uh, through even greater and higher levels of dedication and devotion. Uh, but more impressive than his personal athletic prowess has been how he's leveraged his profile okay, to speak boldly and to encourage others Uh, especially guys uh, like me, uh, to live boldly in and for Christ. I I mean, a a pro hockey stud like this uh, shows up and people tend to listen. So he's using his platform uh, with great grace and skill. Uh, Case in point, I had a chance to meet our guest uh, at a men's club event at our own church, at my own church, uh, at which he basically started his talk with, all right, guys, I'm just going to shoot you straight get ready for this. And it was, it was, it was, it was a great, you know, hour or so of just a lot of straight talk, a lot of faith talk. And it was just wonderful. Uh, Cause that's, you know, sometimes that's what guys need. Uh, in addition to sharing his time and words with uh, I'm sure myriad men's groups and others, uh, he is the committee chair for the Vienna cup uh, supporting St. John's uh, Vienna college seminary right here uh, at St. John's university in uh, collegeville, Minnesota. Uh, he serves on uh, his own parish council at his own church uh, in his hometown of White Bear Lake, Minnesota, which sounds wonderfully ordinary to the rest of us. So thanks for bringing it down a notch here. And he's a devoted husband uh, and dad to a hat trick of sons. And that is three for those non-hockey folks out there. Please welcome today, uh, uh, today's man of man, Mr. Brian Bonin. Hey, Brian. Well, good morning. Good to uh, be here, Jeff. Well, it's great. It's great to have you on. It was great meeting you a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just really excited for uh, for more people to get a chance to kind of hear, you know, your I think very inspiring kind of message, kind of a call really for for people, uh, guys, and I'm sure women as well, to really you know stand up and and start doing something uh, with with faith. And, I, and that's kind of where I wanted to start. You know, you you know, we we met at this event uh, that I mentioned. You know, people, you know. Uh, we, we have men's clubs and events all the time, Brian, and, and not, a, not as many people show up when we've got some random <laughs> guy give his speech. And so packed, you know, packed room 
uh, you know, you're leveraging, you know, sorry, your celebrity, your stature, uh, to talk about God. When did you decide in your journey that you were able, not only were you able to do, do something like that, leverage that celebrity for that, but when did you decide you really wanted to do that? That's a good question. I'm not sure I have an answer for that. Um, <clears throat> maybe it was thrown into the limelight a little bit through my my uh, hockey accolades. Uh, you know, to back this up a bit, I'd say I am very ordinary, um, <laughs> much like uh, the the rest of us on this earth. We all have our unique gifts and uh, you know traits, but I'm I'm as ordinary as the as the next guy or gal and. Um, in the sports world, you know, whenever you're up against some really difficult uh, individual or or teams, you know, a lot of times it's uh, you gotta you gotta step that back and say, you know, they they just put their pants on, you know, one leg at a time too. Um, I guess to answer that question, where I started to be maybe a little extraordinary is just being asked to comment or um, give my opinion or expertise or experience. Um, with the sport of hockey. I was good at it. And so we were enamored with uh, people who, uh, you know, show off their great skills or share them with us. So <clears throat> in the world of sports, um, I guess I've had an opportunity to speak and and be around people who are just interested in my, in my story. And I don't know if that has to do with maybe my personality a bit. Um, I'd like to think my faith uh, shines through. Um, but yeah, I, I got an opportunity to do that early in high school and, and through college, you know, the opportunity to skate with the Gophers or, uh, you know, where you meet people, you meet uh, young kids and get a chance to share with them that uh, this great sport of hockey. And uh, so I was just asked to do a couple of speaking events here and there and, and found I enjoyed it, enjoyed meeting people and enjoyed uh, sharing my story with the idea of uh, that I am ordinary. You know, and, and I need support in the decisions I make on a daily basis uh, to know others are are making those decisions, struggling through complicated situations. Um, the world's a difficult place. So yeah. it's really important. Um, and, and I think that rings very true to our Catholic faith. You know, you don't you don't move uh, to the Catholic faith or embrace the Catholic faith and, and gain some sort of, uh, you know, ability or skill or, uh, you know, you're, you're still an, an ordinary person. You just get extra, yeah. extraordinary gifts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to share that with others. And, and so as you, as you grow in your Catholic faith, you learn very quickly that um, you're not above anybody else. So you, you need that support of your brothers. And so yeah. for me to share my story and, and hopefully get someone else to be thinking and praying for me, um, that's how we build uh, Christ's team here on earth. Oh, amen. Amen. When you started doing that, did what was the reaction from teammates, whether they were in high school or college or the pros? I mean, were, were, were guys surprised that you had kind of this deeper sort of like sense of, of, you know, faith and, and what we're all here for, or what, or have you always kind of been that guy? You know what I mean? We're like, oh yeah, Brian, he'll, he'll probably slip in some stuff about Jesus here during his speech. But what was the reaction from teammates? Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't live out my faith, 
as much as I probably should have during the, my playing days. In fact, I was, I believe, brought back or I wouldn't say brought back because I, I, I don't, I drifted a bit. You know, I was always going to, to mass and I mean, I, I had somewhat of a faith life, uh, but I, I drifted. I think all of us at times may, may drift and during those playing years, wasn't living out my faith like I, I should have been. Didn't have a lot of role models or others doing that. Uh, I, I think because people are sometimes afraid, uh, us Catholics, we're, we're way too afraid to yeah. speak out like we should because um, we're always giving our opinions. Uh, you know, and so what what drives you, your your values and morals are, are what's most important. And you, you got to bring those to the table. It brings and, and creates great discussion. Um, so I was really brought back to a, a, a chaplain that my first year pro hockey, who was, you know, a, a Christian, not, not a Catholic, but just a good man. And I, I was lucky to have a couple teammates, again, not Catholics, but but good men that I I just was attracted to that. You know, people that are, are good people, and they just happen to be good hockey players. So I would say teammates wouldn't have known that about me. Um, you know, hard to, it's hard to balance that. Uh, in pro sports, any sports, you know, where you're competing so hard, it, it's very hard to keep your cool and and really just hope for the best for everybody when you want to win. <laughs> so um, it, uh, I would say, you know, since I've retired and, and spoke, I, I think people are, people just nod their heads. They're, we're all struggling um, on this earth to, to be good people, you know, to chase, to chase goodness and, and thwart evil and, and the devil, it's it's around us all the time. And, and sometimes you feel like, or often you feel like you're on an island or by yourself. And, and I don't know, somehow, some way we've decided to quit talking about that in the world. You know, we walk down the street and we ask people how they're doing. And everybody says, oh, great. How are you doing? Oh, everything's great. And uh, that's just not true. Everybody yeah. has a, a, a cross they're carrying or somebody in their life that they, they need you to pray for and think about where uh, you can't get away from that. That's what connects us as human beings. Yeah. We've just decided to let that go and and not talk about it anymore, and it's really created some problems. So what I find is that that's the response. People look at you and they're nodding their heads, and they're just they they want to know that someone else is feeling that way. They don't mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about the you know the weather. They they want to tell you what's going on in their life, and they want you to to uh, pray for them, think about them, try to help them. And sometimes someone just needs you know. An, an ear. And uh, yeah. I found that's what I need to, again, back to the ordinary piece. Um, you know, I, I'd like to create conversations and uh, I'll learn from you as well. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, that's so true that a lot of times we just, we have to ask or we need to be asked to start that conversation. What about, you know, um, you spoke to our group and, and what I re- really appreciated is the kind of the connection that you made between sports and faith and how, you know, on this kind of metaphorical level, you know, there's a lot of perseverance that's required, you know, I mean, it's not something that you can just sort of like, you know, phone in and expect to do well at, you know, you got to work it and, and kind of exercise it, if you will. How do you feel like, and maybe it's just been so innate for you because you've been, you've been an athlete your whole life, but how, how do you, what kind of more literal connections do you make, if any, between you know, staying in shape physically and, and, and working your faith and staying in shape with the faith, you know, I mean, are there, are there similar behaviors that you find you are now 
kind of transferring or applying, I should say, to your faith life. Are there any kind of direct connections like that that you can make? Yeah, I think there are. And I would say it, a lot of this maybe stems from uh, my awareness to Matthew Kelly. Mm. He, he really has, has been the conduit and the catalyst that, that like lit me on fire about my faith. You know, I was going to mass, uh, on Sundays and raising my family in the Catholic faith. And my wife was, was on board. She was much more on fire than I was, but Matthew Kelly just resonates with me. And, um, Matthew has, well, he's got just wonderful, wonderful set of books and resources. And I think he speaks so well. And so I'm going to steal, I always steal a couple of his lines, (laughs) but he has a book, um, a great book on resistance which is so very, very true about life. Um, And he also speaks often about um, your your character and your character is your your destiny. He starts that with with habits. Mm -hmm. I call that discipline. Mm -hmm. So in sport, the discipline, the habits, what you do on a daily basis to, to build your skill, and we do that in our professions. Uh, we do that in education for for all of our studies. Uh, we we often forget to do that with our relationships and and, and the what we do in terms of looking out for others. Uh, but that discipline, um, we we throw that word around, and um, you know what does it really mean? And to me, it's it's doing kind of the same the same things not a great word there, uh, every day. So for practice, for hockey, you know, you put all your equipment on, you get out in the rink and those, you know, habits, the, the skating, the passing, the shooting, um, uh, not the preciseness of it, but this the, the habit of doing that every day over and over and over uh, is so very important to, to being a good hockey player. Um, I, I have some habits like that that I have to do on a daily basis. Um, I've now recognized that with my profession, with my work, every job I've done. And um, it's boring. And there's a <laughs> lot of resistance to that, to not want to do it, to just want the trophy at the end of the year, to want the sale, to want success without having to go through any sort of adversity. It's a, it's the human condition, I think. Um, and yet, the, the, such a great reward can sit at the uh, end of the rainbow. Um, and yet it, it's, um, it's taken a chance. So I've raised my boys with, for all the games that they play, and I, I say games like board games, card games, sports, um, it's an opportunity to take a chance. If you play a sport or, or any sort of activity or skill, and it's all about like being the best or winning, you're going to be great, just greatly disappointed. Um, you know, there's so much chance and luck that comes with, with sport or activity. And so you should do it for, um, camaraderie and relationship and, and everything else that, that comes with that. That's really the the beauty of, um, uh, our, our world and, and the opportunities within it. So those daily habits, um, they, they come out in just about everything I do now. I I realize that if you don't put in the effort, uh, you're not going to get much of a, a reward, yeah. Um, and yet it can't always just be, as I said, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's the day-to-day activity of, 
of working with others uh, at your profession or, um, you know, as you you walk through this world and go through the grocery store, I've got, to, got to go see the doctor or the dentist. Um, it, it's uh, it's habits that lead to that um, and in good health and uh, to be good at your at your uh, profession and or a sport or an, an activity. Yeah. It's, um, it really carries over and there's a lot of resistance to it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So true. And, and, you know, you mentioned your three boys and, uh, you know, we've had friends of yours like Matt Burke on as well and talking about raising kids and, you know, how do you feel, uh, as a dad and especially a dad of boys, you know, what kinds of, and, and they play hockey, uh, what, you know, what kinds of, of different challenges do you see now as a father raising, you know, sons, uh, then maybe, are that are even more challenging than like when you were coming through, you know, cause it's, it's hard to be a kid no matter what era, um, yes. but especially as it relates to faith and, and morals and, and living with character, yeah. <laughs> what kinds of things are you tackling as a dad? Yeah. You know, it's, um, I think chasing goodness in life and wisdom are, are, uh, extremely important and yeah. they're not easy to, to uh, to learn and to to achieve, especially the wisdom, it just takes years. It just takes life. It just takes circumstances. So, um, I think the the Lord gives us all the opportunity to to pay attention to the right things. I've been fortunate enough to have a great wife that's helped me with that. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm not perfect. I'm very ordinary there. But with having three boys, one I'd say it's harder today than ever to be a young girl. So I've been lucky in, in that sense, um, maybe only by a little. Uh, but boys, uh, I can relate to them better, but my three boys are, are different. So you, you learn quickly that uh, the way I respond, you know, to, to dis- being disciplined uh, or being taught something is not necessarily how my boys uh, are. So gosh, what a great gift uh, children are for that. They, they form us into just better people. Um, so yeah, some of the challenges, I mean, social media and these iPhones, these cell phones, whatever, uh, they are, they are big trouble. Um, I'd like to go back to a simpler life. Uh, our children, we were very proud of the fact that we didn't get them phones till ninth grade Mm -hmm. and we wish we would have waited even longer. And we also do not allow them to have social media. And we have had a lot of fights about that. Uh, but boy, have we m- missed out on a lot of really big problems that they've all witnessed and we've witnessed because of these phones. And they're grateful that they've not been part of it. Yet they'll then argue to, to again, want and need and, and the social pressures. So that's a gift from God. We, we've been able to hold the line there. It's never easy, uh, you know, as a parent, but it's made a big difference. And the interesting thing has, has been as our boys are, are, I think have come around to, they wish they didn't have these devices either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to use them as a necessary evil, uh, they're not going away. But recognizing evil in life is really difficult. Back to Matthew Kelly, a great story about rattles, about a rattlesnake. Um, we all got rattlesnakes in our life. Yeah. Can, you, can you recognize that? Can you find a way to control that? Can you be with a good group of men and or women if, if needed to recognize that in each other and, and, and hold each other accountable to it? Um, we've, we've tried our best there and I, my wife and I have, I think recognized some of those, those rattlesnakes 
um, in our life and in this this world. And uh, being able to relate that back to our boys and, and why the faith is so important, why making sure you're getting a mass uh, as the source and summit of our of our faith every Sunday and some of the reasons why you do that. Because kids need a reason yeah. more than ever. You know, we're exposed to so much more education. So, you know, when I, I look at my grandmother who, you know, God rest her soul, would be probably about 100 years old now. I, I think she just believed. You know, you were told to believe and it made sense to believe. It's very yeah. rational. And she just yeah. believed. Well, now everybody wants a reason. Yeah. Right. You know, um, so you, you, and you have to give that. If you don't give a reason, if you just say, like, don't do that or uh, you're going to get in trouble or you're going to go to hell, that's, that's not going to work long term. We need some, the Lord gave us reason. So faith and reason, and they go together. Amen. Amen. And good for you guys. I really, that is so great about the social media stuff with, with, with your family. You know, that is, when you think of like, you know, the seven deadly sins, I honestly believe with social media, it is, it is the platform for envy. It is just Mm -hmm. an open door for envy. And I think the longer you can stay away from it. It's just better for, for everybody, uh, young people and old people. I think we, we can fall into that yes. as well. So, yes. um, well, Hey, we are, we are already, uh, at the fun segment of the big show here where we, uh, where we ask the same three questions of every guest. Uh, and I'm excited to hear your answers to the fun segment questions here. So, uh, fun segment question number one, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out with you for the day. You have the whole day, just you and Jesus, whatever you want to do, how are you going to spend your time with Jesus? It's a great question. Um, the, the, the old, like, what would Jesus do? You know what I, I think I might ask him, what do you want to do? <laughs> right. uh, um, yeah, I, I think I got a great relationship with, with Jesus. Um, I think that's a gift. You know, faith is a gift. It's it's plentiful, but you gotta you gotta receive it. You gotta take it. You know, it, it's out there, but you gotta respond. It's it's a response that's needed. And I'd like to think um, that I would ask Jesus, "What do you want to do?" Um, you know, just trusting, being able to trust that, being able to die on the sword for for Him. Some someday, if if needed, um, no matter who asks me, uh, no matter how dangerous it is, that yeah, I believe, I I I believe. I'm just gonna say yes. Um, so I'd like to say, Jesus, what what do you think we should? What, what do you think we should do? Um, you know, and my guess is he might bring bring me to a place, uh, you know, where where the poor are, you know, a place to go serve because we know it's it's in serving others that we get served. Um, but if he doesn't want to do that, let's go to a gopher hockey game. See, <laughs> see, see, what, he, see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. All right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church, if you could go to mass with any other man, living or dead, uh, famous or not famous, uh, who are you going to go to church with? You know, I, I got your questions and I didn't I didn't think about these. I think that's the best I think it's the best way to do it too. And I can't believe I'm gonna come up with this answer this quickly. But Saint Peter, 
Oh, yeah. um, absolutely, Saint Peter. I just relate to that to that man. You know, great faith, and yet lots of doubt, mm-hmm. lots of fear. Very, very human. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about heroes and and celebrities, and uh, boy, we've we've just well, some probably do a great job of it, but the saints are just such great heroes for us and such um, because they were human, Um, you know, men and women. And, uh, oh boy, I I would love to, to, to go to church with, with St. Peter. I just, he was a real man and uh, he got the opportunity and he said, yes. Then he had to live with, with great tragedy. And yet, uh, he he uh, he found his way. He didn't leave. You know, many of us. You may question. You may have that fear. You may get scared, and then you may sin. Yeah. Um, how how great when he got his opportunity to to reaffirm yeah. his faith yeah. three times. So yeah, it's got to yeah. be Saint Peter. Oh, that's great. No, I love that. I love that. Um, all right, uh, fun segment. Question number three. Wrapping her up here. If you could give just one piece of advice, and maybe this is the one piece of advice you have given your own sons, but if you could give one piece of advice to a younger man about just living this, uh, the kind of life we've been talking about here, confident, courageous life of faith, what would that one piece of advice be? Find a, find an old church mm-hmm. and, and get to mass every Sunday. Just get it done. Just do it. Make sure you're there 10 minutes early. And the, the discipline of, of doing something like that, the opportunity to sit in silence. You know, I think a lot of people talk to themselves. Uh, I just, as, well, I guess I'm just assuming that, but you're not talking to yourself. You're always talking to God. Yeah. You're always talking to God. So give yourself an opportunity to do that. Find some some time, some silence. You know, one of the other <laughs> things I've I've always thought is a is something you get from going to mass. And you should tell your kids this, but you need to learn to sit quietly for an hour. That is a skill that you will need in your life. So you're gonna sit here in the pew with your mom and dad and uh, just take an hour to learn how to do that, to sit and stand when needed and just think look, get out of yourself. The Lord will speak to you. So just do it. Just keep doing it. And uh, he will speak to you. The faith will become apparent. Um, Besides the fact that I believe it's so rational. It's the only answer. And the longer I live, um, the more wisdom I'd like to think I'm gaining. And the faith becomes more and more true to me every day. Um, the more difficult life gets, the more faith makes sense. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, there's a challenge down here. The Lord, uh, he asks us to respond and he never said it would be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it, it's, um, you got to take that time though. Let him speak to you. And uh, we're too busy, too distracted today um, to even have that chance. Yeah. Get to mass, find a great old church because Everyone that walks into a church, uh, an old church, and all you do is look around and you're just amazed. It's like the Cathedral of St. Paul. Yeah. What a place. 
I mean, that just brings chills. It has since I was a child. Brought just chills to me. It's so, it's just so cool. You know, the Lord speaks to you there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get, got to get it, got to get in the space, got to get on the ice, if you will. So if you want to. Darn right. You got to get out there. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much. It's been just great spending this little extra time. I feel kind of selfish. I get, I get, I get, I got the first round with you and now I get a little bit of extra, <laughs> but I'm glad I'm so, I'm so happy uh, to share uh, your story and just, just your sensibilities with everybody. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us here on MANA. Well, great to be with you, Jeff. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.